Welcome to this edition of Monday Sermon. I'm Pastor Corey. Today is Monday, November 22nd, 2021. This is a podcast of Winfield Baptist Church in Winfield, Pennsylvania. More information about our church can be found at winfieldbaptist.com. Our fighter verse for this week is Psalm 125, verses 1 through 2. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people from this time forth and forevermore. Advent begins next Sunday. At the time of the angel Gabriel's visit to Mary, God had not sent a prophet to Israel for 400 years. 400 years of silence. And yet God does not and has not changed. The words of Psalm 125 were true then, and they remain true today. The Lord surrounds His people forevermore. God's loving care, protection, provision are constant. His omnipresence with His people. Psalm 139, verses 7-12 through 12 says it this way, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. Our fighter verse reminds us that God's love never ends or fails. Before God announced and sent His greatest demonstration of love, He was still loving, still keeping watch, still providing, still surrounding His people forevermore. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people from this time forth and forevermore. It also says something about those who believe, those who trust in the Lord, They are unshakable like Mount Zion. Two things about this comparison. When we trust in the Lord, there is stability that comes to life. We're not easily shaken when our confidence is founded on the Lord. And second, when we trust in the Lord, we are a beacon for those around us like Mount Zion. We are that light shining on a hill, shining forth the beauty and the greatness of Christ. I encourage you to memorize this verse and be encouraged by both the love of God and the benefits He gives those who trust in Him. Next, let's be reminded of the sermon and the text from Sunday. On Sunday, we looked at Mark chapter 15, verses 33 to 47. Pastor Seth preached on the death and burial of Jesus. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 and following, For I received from the Lord... What I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this as you, in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. And here's the part that I think applies to our text from Sunday. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. I have often found it unusual that Paul would say that we proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. 
What we do in the observance of the Lord's Supper is to preach or proclaim that Jesus has died, and in His death, He made atonement for sins, for our sins. One had to die. Blood had to be spilled for sins to be atoned for. Paul says in Romans 6.10, For the death He died, He died to sin once for all. Jesus, the Son of Man, the Son of God, died. God, who had put on human flesh and dwelt among us, came and died and was buried. This cries out of God's love and grace to us. In the sermon, Pastor Seth reminded us that God, the Creator, stopped the light in response to the death of Jesus. He said it was as, was as if the creation was mourning the death of Jesus. He also reminded us that the Son was forsaken, as Jesus quoted Psalm 22. There was separation between Jesus the man and God the Father. Jesus was fully God and fully man, and here's where it gets a little complicated for our finite minds. God cannot die. That is, He cannot cease to be. And yet it seems in Jesus, God experiences as the man Jesus and tastes death that God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit felt the taste, the bitterness of what death would be. But, irregardless of how we wrap our minds around that, the death of Jesus opened the way to God for sinners, and it was illustrated in the tearing of the curtain in the temple. God in Christ opened a new way to the Father, and we can now, by faith, draw near to God the Father through Christ. The question for us is how will we respond to the death of Jesus? He died. He died so that sinners could be forgiven and have eternal life. He died to satisfy the wrath of God against our sins so that we might be righteous. The response is either faith or rejection. Friends, I encourage you to respond in faith. Believe in the good news that God sent His only Son to die in your place so that you might have life, eternal life. We'll end our talk today with a takeaway. This week, we will celebrate Thanksgiving. As a nation, we pause and set a day aside to give thanks. For us as followers of Christ, we pause and give thanks to God for all of His blessings to us. Here we are in our second year and second Thanksgiving with COVID. It's still lingering, still disrupting life and causing sickness and death. How do we give thanks in the midst of this? COVID has disrupted, stolen, frustrated, and at times killed. Yet in all these things, God has remained the same. God has been faithful, loving, and good. There are things to be thankful for in the midst of this. Two things in particular that I'd like to share. COVID has reminded and awakened us to the reality that one day we will face death. I'm thankful for this. In our modern age, with advanced medicine and technology, we can sometimes forget that we're mortal. Being reminded of our own death can change the way we live. It can help us redeem the time. And second, I think COVID has helped families reimagine family time and doing things outside. And for that, I'm thankful. But there are other things that happen in the event of a year. 
I'm thankful for new life, both physical babies who have been born into our church family and spiritual births. God is still at work among us. I'm thankful for moments of rest and reflection. This year, Heather and I celebrated 20 years of marriage, and we got to get away by ourselves. I am thankful for her encouragement, love, and support, and I'm thankful to God for how He has blessed us as a family and continues to provide. I'm thankful to God for you, our church family, willing to be led by me as your pastor and to grow together as we walk with Christ in this world. Now it's your turn. Take some time to think about what you are thankful for this Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening. I hope you will tune in next Monday as we continue to be encouraged by the Word. Until then, I'm Pastor Corey, and this has been an episode of Monday Sermon, a podcast of Winfield Baptist Church.